Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Guess what? Guess who it is? Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. You, you, you can't come in. Do me a favor, Dave. You Open can't the door. come in. Yeah, don't let him in. Yeah. <laughs> but we are the two half squads, and we are knocking at your door, and you should let us in because we're we're safe. And I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And this is the one and only netcast. It might be the only podcast that's still still on the web. <laughs> Certainly the only one dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. The greatest. Advanced Squad Leader. And this is... We, yeah, go ahead. We are not in the Broadcast Fox booth together. <laughs> broadcast Fox all together. We are not. And that's. I think this might be the first time that we've ever really done this. Uh, yes. Yeah. We've done shows separately, but we've never done one like this. Where we are in separate, I'm in, I'm barricaded in the broadcast foxhole in my house. Where are you, Dave? Are you in uh, Fort Knox? I am, yep, down in my basement here. You can, all oh, people can't see this. I got to remember Yeah, this that. is not uh, video. So you can put your shirt back on. Show off, Mr. <laughs> show off. I can see you have been lifting weights. Yeah, I haven't been to the gym in a week. Oh, that's terrible. I'm lifting a weight right now. This is a quarantini. Mm. And uh, especially tasty because it comes from the two half squads clink and drink shot glass. I might be drinking from Rich Spilkey's shot glass, the one that I'm going to gift to him, but please don't tell him. Oh, yeah, that could be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I can't give it to him for a month. So here we are recording in the early, this, uh, what's the date today? March 16th? 16th. Yeah. And, yes, uh, it so is. We're in the early stages of the COVID-19 virus catastrophe that's going on in the world in, and in the U.S. specifically. So here we are, uh, yeah, early on and just trying to figure out how to do things. And I have pretty well quarantined myself being an asthmatic, fat old guy and bald. It's a lot of indicators that I could be on the death, death door. They said <laughs> bald men are suffering heavily from this. <laughs> I had not heard that, but <laughs> well, the asthma part portion has Laura a little bit spooked. So yeah, it I luckily retired from that second teaching job again. Oh yeah, that was actually very good timing because that was just last week or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That you finished like up school two weeks, week and a half later. Yeah, yeah. So I did those other two, two sub days. I went in for a day each for half the pay, and then uh, yeah. Uh, so I've been redoing the bedroom with my son, who is came home on break and was told he's not going back for a while. Belmont University. Ching, 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 ching. And Yeah, sorry, you don't have a bell. Actually, I have a big dinner bell. Later on, you'll hear it, fans. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I get a chance to run up. Uh, the room's coming along nice. Uh, it's fun. It's actually good working with him. Uh, we're just doing like three, four hours at a time. 
and then we're we play doing, a game. We played exploding. Oh, scraping the wallpaper. I'm doing that part off ah. the trim, not the trim, the border, and then he's painting the like built-in drawers and doors, closet doors, and all that. The trim. Yeah. So that's keeping us busy. We did stock up a little bit. Jeff, you'll be glad to know I did not um, take all the Purell to sell on eBay. Ah, good. Good man. You always hate when I do that. You are a good Christian man. <laughs> and um, we played Exploding Kittens, my wife and I and Aaron. What? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a card game. Oh, it's a card very, game. Okay. It's a very popular little card game. Well, I'll, I'll make you play it okay. in a little bit after this, I guess. So painting, getting some of those miniatures painted that I always had to do for that friend, Bill Hanks, and uh, what else? That's finished that book I was reading. and Oh, yeah. Tell us about that book you were reading. Under the it Crimson is, Sky, is that it? Yeah, Under the Scarlet Sky. Scarlet, yeah, maybe Scarlet. And it's about an Italian guy in World War II. We won't do it for Spine and Sprocket. It doesn't have a corresponding movie. Well, we haven't done any Spine and Sprocket. I heard it was, it's going to be made into a TV films. Then um, maybe keep thing. it for later. Yeah. But I found the the writing to be average. Like, you know, it's not like great literature where you read lines and they stick out. Like, uh, oh, well, lots of things. Like Truman Capote or um, that Russian guy I read, Anna Karenina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, really. Tolstoy? Was that Tolstoy? Yeah. Yeah. There were lines in there, Jeff. You'd read it and go like, oh, yeah, that's like life is like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Really meaningful stuff. Yeah. And great character, depth of character. This isn't on that level at all. But it's. I thought it seemed a little outlandish with all the things that went through this Italian gentleman's life. Turns out it's mostly all true. That's amazing. Yeah, at the end, they run through each character in the epilogue or whatever and say, you know, this gal, you know, was killed on this day and she's buried over here. And this guy went on to become this and that. And they never knew why this general, German general, got off of this and that. And, yeah, it's all pretty true. So it makes it, me appreciate it more. Well, um, the, the correct title of this, in case people want to know, is Beneath a, Star, a Scarlet Sky. It's by... Author named Mark Sullivan. Currently on on Amazon, it has thirty one thousand five hundred sixty three reviews, much, and it's pretty close to five star reviews. And I had looked at this; I can't remember how I came upon this and added it to my possible reading list. But then, like I usually do, I went through the uh, the poorest reviews, the the one star reviews, and it said people said. Yeah, the writing's really not very good. Why is this so popular? The writing's not very good. And that was enough for me, and so I took it off my list. And so to hear you confirm that, uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, that was... although, you you know, for, for as far as the story goes, it is a fascinating read then. Yeah. Knowing how true it is. Yeah. Um, and I think Mike Rizzi was telling us that it, it was uh, – a lot of the books are written down a little to hit that junior. Were you with us? Yeah, he was telling us that, remember? Yeah, yeah, to hit the young adult 
right. young adult uh, conceivably yeah. yeah and i got it from, at school kids at school recommended it because they found out i was into world war ii ah okay and then the teacher who keeps two copies in her library there said yeah dave you gotta read this you know well i'm glad you got through it so what's next on your uh, reading list uh, back into the Tolkien letters. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm only a third of the way through at best. That's the one I told, I, we talked about on the air last time, so. And, and how have you been holding up with, you're staying in mostly, but not always? You're staying in, yeah, trying to stay in, and uh, just my wife and I decided, it's, it's just the two of us here in the house. My kids are both uh, grown up, well, they're 28 and 25. Just coincidentally, the the youngest daughter just moved back to Chicago from Milwaukee. Just like two weeks ago, she got a job with the Blackstone Hotel in Chicago. Oh. Uh, so she moved back from Milwaukee and now looks like she's going to be working from home. And the other daughter works for Walgreens. Uh, actually, she's working on the, the project that Walgreens is working on to put all of those uh, health... What are they called? They're like little clinics that are going to go into every Walgreens. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah clinic. So, she, so she's working on that project. Uh, so they're both working from home, and um, most of my work is remote anyway. So it really has been no hardship. I've been helping clients uh, get all of their people moved so that they can work on, from remote desktops from home and stuff like that. So I've been pretty busy with all that kind of stuff. Not as much time to read as I would like, but I am reading Fahrenheit 451, as I like to call it. I, I've never read that before, so that's been very interesting. I'm almost done with that, and I'm also reading a World War II book called Roosevelt's Secret War. FDR and World War II espionage. I'm about uh, 50 pages into that, so I'll report about that later. I think I'm going to have a lot more reading time here coming up as we hunker down as they say yeah you think but with my room painting and there's two we still got to do the bathroom too we're there's not always gonna, we're not painting. Tons, tons of miniatures so i'm busy but we painted all our rooms 20 years ago we figure that's good enough it's, it is good enough <laughs> so so lots of stuff going on in the world at large and we dave and i actually we talked about this you know whether or not to even mention coronavirus and all the stuff that's going on um, I don't know. We went back and forth on it a little bit, but yeah. we decided it was too hard to ignore. And uh, unfortunately, we're starting to see uh, some of the tournaments canceling. The Nor'easter just uh, sent out a notification that they're canceling everything. I have not heard anything about the ASL Open. I can't imagine it's going to go on, but I haven't seen anything about it unless it's come into my... Uh, email and got shifted to the junk folder or something i don't know yeah, i haven't seen anything either now and this show will be airing in march we're gonna run this show on february i'm sorry april 1st april 1st oh okay we're gonna put ritter up so yeah oh right guys at home will have already heard some of this already in a front interview from ritter yeah all right so should we get into uh what's we're gonna be doing tonight then or yeah let's talk a little asl First, we got, should we do the W-I-T-B? 
we should do the W I T T T B. All right. What's in the box? Ladies Luckily, and gentlemen. I left two packages at Jeff's last show yeah. or last recording. So we're going to do those boxes. And then I got a package today from <sighs> Sam Tyson. Oh. So we're going to save that, I think, maybe till we're together. Well, we may not be together again for a while. But Onslaught Thorsha, too. So that won't be coming up in this show. I don't think. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we got time. And on the way is the French one from Ritterkrieg. Oh, yeah. Super sweet. Well, I have a package here, an envelope, I should say. Comes from Beverly, Massachusetts. We gotta have the sound effects. We can't. I can't do the echo thing. Yeah, we're recording on Skype. We're, we're, yeah, we're recording on Skype, which we don't normally do. So, oh, I'm on the uh, the ejector seat chair here. What? Oh yeah. See, see if this sounds one. like a. I'm gonna run up and get the bells, Jeff. So just keep talking to the. Get troops. the bells. Okay. You know, I haven't been on Facebook lately. I just, it's just, just not my thing anymore. I, I really don't like being on it. But I know there's a lot of activity, and it's really great that there are all these alternative ways for people to stick together. And there, there have been parts of this whole chaos around coronavirus that reminds me of 9/11, and uh, makes me really appreciate the technology that we have to stay together, even though we have to remain socially distant. Yes. So uh, it's really great. We've got things like Basil and Skype and Facebook and, of course, the uh, the bulletin boards like uh, Game Squad. That's all great. So we can all stay together. I mean, we're we have to be distant, but at least we can communicate a little bit, which we and we didn't have that stuff around 9-11. True. It's hard to think about. It's hard to remember that. We didn't have smartphones and all that stuff. Okay, I got here in this box, this package. Got a letter here. Dear Jeff and Dave, hi guys. Included here is the New England Volunteers Pack scenario, uh, scenario one pack. This was put together by Joe. Uh, Gochinski and friends to introduce new starter kit scenarios that only require starter kit one to play. Ah. Thus, these are great for someone just getting into the starter kit series. I hope you guys can check this out as Joe and the other volunteers do a great job with starter kit work to keep people interested in the hobby. Thank you. Love, Michael Sprague, Minister of Propaganda. And so really, thank you for for sending this. So this is a nice little pack, a uh, little plastic Wait, wrap here. And who is that from again? Nor'easter? This is the New England Volunteers player pack. So a nice little plastic pack here. Nice picture of the, the iconic squad leader dude in all his glory on the front. It oh. says New England Volunteers player pack one. Five That's scenarios for use with starter kit one. The Russian soldier with the pistol upraised. Yes. It's iconic. So in here are some, oh, very nice, full color. 
three sheets, so that's two, four, there's five scenarios here. And uh, very good quality printing. Really beautiful. Take a look at this, Dave. Oh, that is nice. That's, yeah. They did a Looks good job. Like the Le Franc Terrier guy uh, yeah. work. Yeah. So five scenarios here. This one, I'll just go through these really quick. Taking San Stefano. I'm guessing this is in Italian. Oh, yeah, Sicily, July 28, 1943. Elements of the Panzer Division 29. Fighting against the Thunderbird Infantry Division. Oh, whose symbol? Uh, I don't know that symbol. I don't know that symbol either. Oh, that's probably it's the, the, it's um, the it's the Americans, but I mean it's the American counters that they're using there. So yeah, that, that's the, yeah, that's like a Native American eagle kind of symbol. I don't remember yeah. the unit that is. It goes with the unit that's mentioned on the card. I bet. Okay, the Thunderbird Infantry Division. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not knowing that much about this. So the Americans win at game end by controlling greater than or equal to 21 building hex building hexes, and this uses uh, this is all on board Y. So all starter kit, six and a half turns. There's uh, a dozen squads on each side, including some on both sides that come in on turn two. So a nice introduction to it's just infantry. Nice introduction to ASL and with uh, gives it a little nice something extra by having the extra uh, reinforcements come in on turn two or turn three. So there we go. Then there is Bridgehead over the Venta. This is in Lithuania, October 4th. Again, I guess I don't need to go through these in any detail. Obviously, because these are starter kit one, it's there's not going to be any uh, oh, AFVs or anything like that. You're welcome. Uh, or uh, guns. And it's a five, it's a four and a half turn scenario, Russians against Germans. Yes. And there's some conscript units, some first line and some elite on the Russian side. And the Germans are second line and conscripts. So again, uh, a mixture and they come in on different turns, which is nice. Gives you a little extra flavor there. This what year is half of uh, board X. This is 1944. Yeah, later. OK. Operation Caesar in September. And then on the flip side, Battle in the Ardennes. Uh, this is uh, obviously this is going to be a 1944. Yeah, December 19th, 1944. A little bit interesting uh, battle objectives here. You get everybody set up and then you receive some reaction. The German gets to receive some reaction forces. And so there's some choices here on what you do, what you can pick. The German player gets to pick any one of these different forces oh, to come yeah. in. That adds to the replayability of something like this, which is really nice. Yeah, that or that. Yes, it is. I always like when they do that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 
not a lot of uh, it's it's not like you have to spend points to make big decisions. Uh, it's just three different groups that you can choose from and where they enter on. And they're fighting against the Americans that are all hunkered down. A fairly small engagement, but it does use uh, boards Z and Y. Uh-huh, half of each of those. Yeah, so you're getting a nice multi-board configuration there. Yeah, lined up side by side, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, kind of different. And two left here, the Hedgehog. This is in here, Russia, put, July 7th, 1943. So put that turn. up to your camera, and I'll do that one. Okay. you got to hold it really still. <laughs> yep, that's half a board Y. Uh, battle modifiers you can do to change things up. Of course, that's your. Um, oh, yeah, hold it there. The uh, Panzergrenadier Deer Division Gross Deutschland ELR five. These guys are tough. Yeah, and it has a does have a point chart, but it's a simplified version of being able to buy your own um, reinforcements. So it just gives you the limited, of course, infantry target one. Uh, four point three neg one, three point eight, and it has maximum to how many you can buy as a reinforcement. And then if you go up the card a little bit, Jeff, there, back over, back over to your leftish. Uh, I'll look at the troops. You got your Russians. Um, first tank army. Nice picture of a PPSHK uh, machine gun. I think that's what those are yeah, called. Yeah, I think so. And and then you've got some reinforcements. And if you slide the card on over, the, also you can buy the reinforcement point chart. Oh, it's six points for a nine neg two. Worth One it. One point for an oh Boy, that'll make you figure how badly do you want the, you know, with the Russians. Well, of course, there's limits. You can only have one of each of those anyway. You can buy DC or... Some machine gun types, yep. And there's a replacement you can put in for less points, like replacing a 447 squad with a 458 would cost you two points. So that gives you, again, lots of different variety to get out of that scenario card. Can I see the victory conditions? I know you love those. Different place on the card, because it's not an official MMP thing. Uh, the Russian... <laughs> win by eliminating German units totally greater than or equal to 15. So that's a get in there and kill. It is nice, though, having the point system so you can experiment with different uh, arrangements of leaders and uh, weapons and stuff like that so you can kind of get a feel for what is appropriate and what works in different situations or different things that work in the same situation, just how you get different outcomes. Yeah, right. I'm glad you could read all that stuff with my uh, just me holding it up to the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. It worked out okay. Yeah. What's on the other side? On the other side is the factory Aprilia, 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 Italy, February 11th, ah, 1944. A, a book about Italy and the war. Yeah. Is uh, it got Italian troops or is it Germans? This is Germans versus the Americans again. It's the Thunderbird oh. infantry again. Now I want to play and, some Italians because I want to use either my Lefranc Terrier Italians or my Broken Ground. 
Yes. Oh, let's hear yours. You're here, Bob. Very nice. Mine's this antique bell I used to use for the stock market game. Oh, at school. yes. I would go, market's open, and then they all come running up to the desk to buy their stocks, which no one's doing now. No, the, the market opened, market. and then it closed about 15 minutes later when everything was, down. yeah. Time to buy. It's time to buy. It's time for me to sell off all of my gold bullion <laughs> and buy stocks. <laughs> Well, I can understand why you would want to play with those Italian counters, Dave, but there are no Italians in Starter Kit. Oh, yeah, that's drag. Oh, yeah. At all? Yeah, maybe you're right. No, I don't think I don't think there are any. Somebody could write something for it, but that's what you can do during your uh, quarantine. Yeah. Put together some scenarios. Uh, yeah. So this one again, a uh, Germans a. Uh, against the Americans, as we said before, and there's uh, lots of, let's see, different battle orders. I haven't seen this before. Have you ever seen this? Battle uh, orders. Up a bit. Oh, wait, is that um, the battle orders? Oh, yeah, that's just the um, history. Prior to set up, the Germans records a building in the uh, setup area while it's German-controlled headquarters that has a plus four terrain effect modifier. All German infantry in the building have their morale increased. So it's kind of like a fanatic strong point. Yeah, a fortification of some kind. Yeah. And on turns two to four, the American player decides whether or not to enter reinforcements. If not prior, then entry has got to be done by turn four. They all have to come on the same... And then they get a different entrance hexes to try. So, again, that's um, kind of like the special rules, I think. Yeah. But it gives it some good flexibility with the entering on different uh, times and different entry hexes. I wonder if that's a fallback. What's the victory conditions on that? Uh, the Americans win at game end by controlling six of the eight large multi-hex buildings outside the American setup area. So oh, this, okay. this all uses uh, board Z. Yeah, World War Z. World, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Have you ever seen that movie with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Okay. It had all the zombies. Yeah. And they, like, climb up the wall in Israel and go yeah. flying over. Yeah. It had some good moments. Okay, yeah. You know, this new Walking Dead season is pretty good. Well, it's the old season. For those of you on... Netflix, you can, or we watch it, Adam and I are watching it a year later, you know, when it came out on Netflix. Yeah, oh, okay. But the new season doing some different things and some deeper character development, so good good season so far, good writing from last year. Again, if you haven't seen it, you're watching it now on Netflix a year later like we are. But Adam's gone. He got a job in Peoria and graduated in December. So I'm like, hey, I guess we got to give each other permission to watch the rest of these on our own. You ever think about uh, watching them together, like over Skype? <laughs> no, we haven't. Or with FaceTime? I keep thinking, my kids keep saying, let's do it. Because uh, when we were in Italy, we were so busy and having fun doing other things, we never did see our annual viewing of White Christmas. Oh. And so we thought we would do that on March 25th. So uh, we're going to set up, we're going to do it on WhatsApp so that yeah. we can make our comments and 
have popcorn together and yet be socially distanced. What, were there more scenarios in that pack? No, that was it. So five scenarios, just a tiny little pack, but very nice. And uh, for you starter kit lovers, or I know there are people still, we have people that have that listen to the show that do not play ASL yet. This is another good reason to get involved with the starter kits. And that is the, which group again? Sorry. This is the New England Volunteers. That's Joe Kuczynski. Scenario layout by Tom Morin. Scenario development and editing by Kevin Bowles, Tom Morin, Ralph McDonald, Larry Bezo, Carl Noriega, uh, Noguera, uh, Andrew Hersey, and Joe Kuczynski. So thanks, guys, for your hard work on that, and thanks for sending us this. Appreciate that very yeah, much. Yeah, I'm looking to see where people can buy that pack. Now, uh, New England Volunteers, ASL. Yeah. NEV Series 1. I think Yankee ASL. Yep, it's got to be them. They're, they run the Nor'easter, Jeff. Oh, they do. Okay. Okay. Yeah, their homepage still hasn't said it's canceled. Um, and I don't. It's got their um, list of scenarios. But I was just looking to place to buy that. I wonder if they were also going to have that available at the Nor'easter. So. Yeah, possibly. We'll to find out where people can get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's we'll write to Joe and find out where we can get it, and uh, we'll include that in the show notes if we remember. <laughs> Everything's only as we remember. It's it's all relying on that. <laughs> and you're good with that, Dave. You what was Joe's last name? Gochinsky. G O C H I N S K I. He didn't send it, did he? Who's on the return He's, envelope? Yeah, he sent. Uh, Oh, Sprague sent it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael Sprague. Yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Great, and then um, did we get a big, large box that I brought to your house? We did get a box. It looks like a shoe box. Maybe it's squad leader shoes. I don't know. It's a big box from uh, Dennis Donovan, our old buddy. Let me whip out my gigantic knife. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is a teeny knife. I see that Victory in the Pacific sound effects record behind me, too. We sent start, that last time. We're starting to get a little, a little skip on our uh, audio here, Dave, so I think I'm going to stop us and restart us. Yeah, great. I'll call you right back. better this time i think it is okay so we'll go back on here we go all right so here we go open this up i hope it's that shoebox full of money i've been craving i've been trying i've been working on manifesting things in my life my wife is very into that manifesting thing and i think a big box full of cash would be fun so here we go it's a nike box and here, Dave, I'll even let you look in the box, even though you're not here. 
Oh, it is. Oh, man. It is a Bob Ross Chia Pet, Jeff. Oh, my gosh. And it actually is? Or is it just in a Bob Ross Chia Pet box? It's a. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. It's a Bob Ross Chia Pet box. But is it really? I think it is. This feels like an I'll bet actual... this He knows you're a big Bob Ross fan. Yes, it is. There's chia seeds here. <laughs> this will be a nice addition to the broadcast foxhole. We always have, like to have a little greenery. And I am a big Bob Ross fan. I watched him the other day. And uh, Dennis will be happy to know that Bob Ross arrived without any damage to his head. That is amazing. Dennis, thank you very much. And Dave, if there's any leftover chia seeds. My head. Send them along. We'll plant them on your, your beautiful noggin. And it comes with the starter kit instructions. Soak your chia partner in water for half an hour. Soak your chia partner? Yeah, that's what they call it. Partner? So, hey, it sounds like an insult, doesn't it? Hey, go soak your chia partner. Oh, uh -huh. plant. It's planter. Okay. Oh, I can't good. read. Partner is an interesting term to use. Yeah. Okay. Well, well that's it for what's in the box. Thank you. Pardon me? Thank you, Dennis Donovan. Yeah, thank you, Dennis. Always appreciate your kindness and generosity. What's next? Well, it looks like we have another 20 minutes before we get on with Derek like last show. Yeah. We'll after the show, but it'll be aired before. And right. let's go to. I'm switching screens over here. Oh, you follow me in a little window on the screen. Yes, I do. I can't get away from you. It's a little spooky, isn't it? I did take my picture off. I could put it back on if you think it's not affecting the uh, recording. Uh, it doesn't seem to be. It seems to be fine. I have a document here called Machine Guns. I believe we left off playing quiz show Machine Gun Rules. Yeah, we did. Aaron is supposed to record the quiz show rules theme for me. Otherwise, oh. Dennis is going to work on it. Has he got a new? We're going we to uh... invent something. Oh, good. Super. That's great. Or Dennis was going to be working on it. So, um. Megan was supposed to help, but if she keeps going to parties, she's quarantined out of my house. Those kids. How about rule 9.3? Let me bring out my rule book. Sustained fire. A 9.3. Yep, I think this is where we left off, because it looks yep. like I deleted everything above this. Wow, I got three pages here. Wow. Well, they're important rules. It's not like you can just uh, forget forget about these. You know, and I was really surprised and uh, pleased that after the last episode, which went over machine guns, we had a couple people write and say they really enjoy listening to our yeah. discussion of the rules. And even though a lot of it is kind of rudimentary and my ignorance of the details and the depth of the game come through with flying colors, it's still nice to know that people are getting something out of it. So. You do pretty well on a quiz shows. Please regale us, Dave, with your knowledge of sustained fire. Well, a machine gun that attacks using subsequent first fire, final protective fire, during, either or, during the defensive fire phase, while marked with a first fire counter, 
is using sustained fire. That is a statement of fact. So if you're attacking during the subsequent or final fire and you're already marked with the first, then that is sustained fire. So if you use that, what do you think happens to its B number? Breakdown number. Its breakdown number is, uh, well, it's easier to break it down. So that means the breakdown number would be lowered. By how many? Um, I think normally it's by two. That is correct. Excellent. Oh, I got to ring now, in. What uh, <laughs> don't forget. I ring, I ring you in on my side. Did you hear okay. it? Oh, you did. Okay, great. Thank you. Although it was a little early. What happens to its firepower if it shoots with sustained fire? It's halved. Correct, Amundo. Can sustained fire be used by a vehicular machine gun? Um, can it sustain fire? Yes. Why are you no. shaking your head? <laughs> <laughs> no. Really? Why? How come? I need to know. That's not fair. Because I guess it's an extra shot. And yeah, why can't we? I don't know. The vehicle machine guns are definitely different. Yeah. They're, I think they're avoiding too many, too many complicated rules. Oh, okay. You know how that goes. But yeah. So okay. no, it cannot. Cannot. Okay. Use sustained fire. Can sustained fire be used by a machine gun fired by a lone single-man counter? He's already fired it. He's marked with a final. Can he do sustained fire? No, not if he's marked with a final. Correct. No is correct. Yeah. Can sustained fire be used by a fire hose when there's no when there is a blaze on the board? Uh, I think you can sustain a fire hose. Yes, you can continue to the water output is half so yeah. putting out a blaze is reduced by a modifier by and you, you have to have recently visited one of the dispensaries in illinois <laughs> yes sustained fire always forfeits and this is a teaching thing sustained fire always forfeits any chance for an additional shot during the current phase exception Final protective fire, 8.31. I wonder what that is. That's probably, oh yeah, that's probably like the, yeah, final protective fire. Yeah. When you roll against your morale. Right. And that would happen if somebody's moving adjacent to you. You can always shoot if somebody's moving adjacent to you. Yeah. And I think you have to use, having just taught this, I don't remember myself, you have to use the, any machine gun you have at sustained fire, risking breaking it. Yes. And then, um, so sustained fire always forfeits any chance for an additional shot, except final protective, and results in a final fire counter being placed on the weapon, regardless of its multiple rate of fire, and regardless of the color die roll. Yeah, they so, make an that's a, makes an interesting distinction because they say you forfeit any other fire and you get marked with a final with a final fire counter. Uh, yeah, no rate of fire. Yeah, I guess that's what that means. Okay, okay. So and then, sometimes these are things where I, I need to go think about it, go sit down, put my feet up, really ponder it for a while. 
for it to sink in. It's kind of like reading philosophy. And if you did the bullet point kind of rules, yeah, you could probably get away with just saying sustained fire forfeits any chance for additional shots, period. Uh, do you have to go on and say regardless of its multiple rate of fire and regardless of the color die? Well, maybe. I guess it's more clear that way for sure. Yeah. 9.4, mandatory fire direction. Machine gun fire is limited to what maximum range? What is the maximum range a machine gun may fire? Fire, uh, sustained fire? Uh, nope, any kind of fire. Machine guns can only go so far on the board. Oh, it rarely six, comes up. 16 yeah, hexes. That is correct. Yeah. Now, unless an infantry leader is directing that fire, then it can go further. So machine gun attacks, teaching versus unconcealed infantry at a range greater than 17, treat them as concealed unless they are broken, berserk, or overstacked. So you can fire beyond 16. You can fire beyond dudes. 16. If, you, well, if, yeah, if, you, if you're not with a leader, you just treat uh, no, it like I think it's concealed? I think it's going to go on to say you have to have a leader, but oh, let's okay. see. Okay. Treat it as concealed. Yeah. Except in a coaxial machine gun or an IFE, which is usually originally mounted and equipped with a telescopic, telescopic sight. Oh. does not require the presence of a leader to fire beyond 16 hexes. Oh, okay, the other ones do. All right. Yes, so, and nor does it treat unconcealed as concealed. So you're right. With the leader, you may go beyond 16. Okay. And then it's treated as half-fire power. Okay. So question, can a machine gun using mandatory fire direction, long-range fire, have an effect versus armored targets? I don't know. No. That's right. No. I'm going to say no. And then 9.5, spraying fire. Uh, let me ask you a question about sustained fire. Uh-huh. When using sustained fire as final protective fire at an adjacent hex, with me? Yes. Is the firepower of the machine gun doubled and then halved once? For area fire or doubled and then halved twice once for area fire and once for sustained fire halved once yes quite uh, but i cannot you are hard to trip up sir oh yeah i don't know now rule 9.5 spraying fire may a machine gun use spraying fire no. First, what, I guess what is spraying fire? Spraying fire is where you can fire into two hexes and yeah. half firepower for each hex. Yes. And they need to be within normal range. I think so. Oh, uh, Derek and is calling. Adjacent. And they need to be adjacent. Oh, Derek is ready? Yeah. So well, I'll pick it up. We'll come back to this, yeah? Or should we continue this with Derek and then finish this show and then go interview him? Let me add him in here. Uh-oh. Where'd he go? Hello, I am Mac. Okay, you're there. And Derek is here. I'm back. Hey, Derek. How are you? Good, sir. And you? Excellent. Thank you. 
Ask me again in a week. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Oh. And we're in the middle of a quiz show teaching machine gun rules. Oh, excellent. Should I call back? You guys want no, to finish we, that up? we want you to finish playing with us now. Oh, okay. All right. Will that work? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. We, we were on, so jumping right in, and then, and then we'll, we'll restart with the actual interview show. Um, okay. We are, we are on um, Spraying Fire. May a machine gun use brain fire? You can beat Jeff to the answers, Derek. Go ahead. Uh, it, do I have to ding? Do I have to ding in? Or yeah. Ding yeah. In? <laughs> now there's two of you. Yeah. We'll just. Okay. Ding. Yes. Derek. Yes, a machine gun may use brain fire, but I don't think it can if it's pinned. Maybe if the if the fire is pinned. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about don't that, but doesn't it have? To, it has to have a line over the fire. Yeah, under uh, yeah. or under the fire uh, power uh, yes. number on the counter, or is it the range? Oh, the range, the range, the range. Right, it is the Sorry. range. Ding, the range. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then our next question: May a vehicular machine gun use spraying fire? Ooh, I don't think so. Oh, sorry. Ding. Ding. I don't think so. <laughs> you are correct. They cannot, except if it's the main armament of the machine, of the tank. Oh. oh. Tricky. Yeah. In, in course it is, it's ASL. Now it makes me wonder. And will, there, those... will there be a line under it? Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to, that's what I was just going to ask. No, they're, they're, well, you know, I got a whole... Oh, you know why there won't be a line under it? Because the range isn't printed on it. It's just the firepower. Right, that's right. Yeah, that is correct. Yes. Yeah, there would not be a line under it. I've never seen that. I'm sure of it. Do the terrain effect modifier of each target location and line of sight hindrances between the firer and each target, do they apply individually to the attack, spraying fire attack. I missed that question. I am. So, are, are we still on spraying fire? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say yes because yes, um, be, because it's uh, it's form of residual firepower. Yes, is correct. Do both attacks use the same original IFT die roll resolution? Jeff? Yes. Oh, Jeff, did you beat Terry? I'll, I'll say yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. is correct. Yeah. You're both correct. Is spraying fire always area fire? Yes? Yes. Yes, yes. correct. <laughs> any location that's, this is just teaching now, any location that's not in the machine gun's line of sight is unaffected by its spraying fire. The target locations can be adjacent, vertically adjacent, meaning, you know, they can, the close kind of adjacent where they can move into the hex. Um, they can be adjacent vertically in the case of upper building levels, but each must be within one level of the other and in the same hex. So any location that's not in the machine gun's line of sight is unaffected by the spring fire. And the adjacent targets can be vertical. 
I think I kind of forget that sometimes that you can spray and fire a ground level oh, and yeah. a level. Yeah. Can spray question. Is spray sure. and fire the only instance where you can shoot into a hex that is not occupied by an enemy counter? Uh, you can do that, but I don't know if it's the only time. Okay. Because otherwise, can you shoot into an empty hex? Yes. Just to leave residual, for instance? Yeah. Can you shoot okay. into an empty hex? Well, I, so I think I know what Jeff's getting at. Um, so you can do it during your prep fire phase, your defensive fire phase, but right. I don't think you can do that during the opponent's movement phase, kind of anticipating where they're going. That was, I my, think yeah, that was really my point. Except right. with spraying fire, I think. Okay. I mean, you can do it. But like a lot of people do it, and I could be wrong. I'm I'm wrong about so much of this. But um, if a tank moves into your in like adjacent to you, no, you know he's going to sleaze you. Yeah. So the reason you do spraying fire at that point is to hit another hex that you're anticipating infantry is going to come. Mm, right. Okay. Come through. You get to put but the resin. Just at the empty hex and not allowed. Yes, you get to put the resin in both of those adjacent uh, hexes. Right. For the oncoming, I learned that from Rich Spilkey. Mm -hmm. Thank you, you learned a lot from Rich. It's a great tactic. So, can spraying fire be traced to points other than the hex center? Dot, I guess, when firing at units in bypass. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess and say yes. You are correct. <sighs> that is rule four point three four. That's the way I would have written it. The bypass rule. Then can, another question, can it be used versus units using the road movement rate in non-open ground X? In a non-open ground X? Yes. Yes is correct, Derek. Jeff's just moving a chia head up and down in his picture frame and making me laugh. <laughs> can you see his picture frame, Derek? No. on <laughs> Skype. Oh, because you just I've got Jeff. I've got Jeff's picture up on my wall, though. So there you go. The yeah, just look at that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do a few more. We're trying to hit like a 50, 55 minute show time. <laughs> so I think Jeff, I have about. I see it's eight oh eight. So I think we were thinking at eight ten or whatever. Yeah. Let me just do a couple more here. Nine point five one versus a vehicle. Just teaching you this. Spraying fire, like all forms of area fire, has no effect on an armor-fighting vehicle, but it can affect the vulnerable passengers, riders, and crews. And unarmored, partially armored vehicles can be affected too, just like small arms fire can affect them. So you can hit the passengers and the unarmored sides. Let's talk about restrictions to it. 9.52. Can spraying fire be used in a fire group attack, gentlemen? In a uh, fire group attack. Can they do spraying fire, fire groups? Uh, like multi-hex fire group? Yep. Um, no. Uh, yes, they can. If really? With an, with wow. an if. If all members of the fire group are capable of spraying fire, uh, opt to uh. use it. Opt to use it and trace their line of sight to the same two target points. Then they can use their spray and fire together. Can they make it three hex? Three hex uh, spray fire? fire? Yes. Like not, not the fire no. group, but the No, but no. The they, have to, 
Okay. No, 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 it has to stay two. Yeah. That'd be awesome if they could just you know, would be, you got all the whole right? circle around the group. Exactly. You know, you have enough guys. Yeah. The whole, the whole fire group. Yeah. Now, can spraying fire be used against a moving unit and against a location without a moving unit in it? Yeah. You are yeah. correct, Jeff. That's yeah. the whole point, kind of. It's oh, kind well, of what we were talking about. It's, yeah, tank. it's what Derek mentioned earlier with the with the yeah. bypass sleeves and. Well, will it will it affect the non-moving units, or will it just leave residual in that hex that the non-moving units are in, but not affect them? You are correct, Derek. It would oh. only resist. So if there is a guy in that empty, so-called empty hex, like this infantry is sitting there in the open, a tank moves by the infantry, you fire it at both hexes, but it does not affect the guy that's just sitting in the open. It only affects the moving units. Yes, but then you but leave resid on it. But then you leave resid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. A unit marked, we'll finish up here, uh, a unit marked with a first fire counter, which attacks during final fire, may use spraying fire only if both of the attacked hexes are adjacent to the firer. So, like normal, as a teaching thing, so like normal, you can only shoot adjacent in final fire if you're marked with a final fire, first fire counter. Stays true with spraying fire. And the next set of rules up would be vehicular targets, machine guns versus vehicular targets, and then getting into dismantled support weapons. And so I think we're just going to hold off on that stuff, Jeff, and we'll call it a show. And we'll yeah. sign off. Okay. We'll see if Derek job, knows boys. to sign off. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for joining us, Derek. With us, Derek. And we'll see you in a couple of minutes on the uh, and record <laughs> your your real show. But thanks for Which, jumping in. And I want to remind everybody that uh, they might want to take a look at it on this, along with this topic, take a look at Spilkey's chart uh, 12, table 12. The effects on malfunction, disable and low ammunition number values on support weapons, guns, and or vehicular main armament due to various factors and combinations of these factors. Wow. There's a title I want to tattoo it on my... <laughs> forehead where do we download those cards you can download that's a very good question you can download those right at the two half squads uh, website we always keep the most current version there if you go to the two half squads website and look at the well we've got a downloads tab if you just look there it'll take you right to that anyway uh, i'll do that tonight yeah thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time on the two half squads we hope you all are doing well out there and still managing to play some asl and and uh, love your neighbors from afar. Yes, indeed. And remember, everybody, to roll low. And rally well. But, but not when, when you're playing you're us. playing us. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye guys.